This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, June 18th, and let's talk about the weather. Well, after a wet period, there is no precipitation in sight. And in fact, warming temperatures lay ahead. The last week brought enough rain to push the June totals above normal. Uh, and this is true of virtually all of Western Washington and Western Oregon. Seattle already has received 1.91 inches for the month. And typically, we only get about one and a half inches for the entire month. So even if we don't get another drop of rain, we will be above normal. So June's going to be a wet month. Now, the big weather story for the next probably three to five days is the development of an upper-level ridge of high pressure over the eastern Pacific. And this is going to bring warmth to us here in western Washington in a number of ways. First, high pressure is associated with sinking air. And as air sinks from lower pressure aloft to higher pressure near the surface, it's warmed by compression. And so that causes the air to warm by itself. But there's more. There's southerly winds, winds from the south, on the western side of high-pressure areas. And that tends to draw in warm air from the subtropics and the tropics. And here locally, in, in the west, western Washington and western Oregon as well, when you have high-pressure offshore aloft, that is often associated with high-pressure near the surface to the east of us. Now that's very important. With high pressure to the east of us, lower pressure near the water, we can have a situation where there's easterly flow, air going from the east to the west. And as that flow sinks down on the Cascades, it goes from lower pressure aloft to higher pressure near the surface. It's compressed and warmed more. So we have a variety of ways of warming during the next, the next few days. Now, today, Friday, will be nearly perfect, with high temperatures in the lower 70s around much of western Washington. Only near the water will it be cooler. But as the high pressure builds in, as the warming continues over the weekend, temperatures will surge into the upper 70s to lower 80s. So, Saturday, mid-70s, you know, getting close to 80, definitely getting into the lower 80s on Sunday. And then we could get into the mid-80s, even maybe even the upper 80s, as we get into Monday to Tuesday. Now, something else is going to be happening that's interesting. Uh, low pressure, which is normally in California, we call this the thermal low, will tend to move northward as we warm up in western Washington and Oregon. And something known as the thermal trough, low pressure associated with warm air, will move northward into first southern Oregon and then up into west, western Oregon and maybe even into southwest Washington. Now, as this low pressure associated with warm California air moves northward, uh, what's going to happen is you'll notice it in the winds. It creates a north-south pressure gradient or north-south pressure difference, low pressure to the south, higher pressure to the north, and will tend to develop northerly winds, winds from the north. So it'll be very, very clear on Saturday and Sunday. They'll have pretty strong northerly winds as we warm up as well. 
Now, this can produce extremely good sailing weather. So if you're into sailing, this is it. Now, temperatures will peak in western Washington Monday or Tuesday, again in the mid-80s to you know, maybe even near 90, cl close to that. But I think the models are clear now that the thermal trough, which will have moved northward, will then shift over into the other side of the mountains to eastern Washington. And as low pressure really gets ensconced to the east of the Cascade Crest, marine air is going to start pushing in. Now, I don't expect a really strong onshore push or, mar or marine surge or whatever you want to call it, but it'll be enough to bring the temperatures down, I think, Wednesday to Thursday, down into the mid-70s. Looking beyond that, I don't see any heat waves coming up. So I, I think we'll be in the 70s, but nothing too outrageous. So warm temperatures, dry, really beautiful weather during the next several days. Take care. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. There has been a lot of talk this week about the heat wave in the desert southwest and record temperatures. And this has certainly been a warm period there, with highs getting above 110 in a number of locations, and some sites experiencing record daily high temperatures, and one site, Salt Lake City, tying its all-time record of 107. Now, there have been all kinds of claims in the media about the heat wave, including some claims that the warmth is entirely due to human-caused global warming. To put it mildly, some of the media claims are not well-grounded in truth, and I want to talk about that a bit here today. First, a little bit about temperature records. You know, there's more than one type of record. There are the daily temperature records, and there's the all-time records. Now, when a station breaks a daily high temperature record, it is exceeding the, the highest temperature for that date only. So these records are worthy of note, but they are not that unusual since there are about 365 or 366 chances to beat the daily high temperature record, right? There's this that many days in a year. So it happens quite frequently. There are also all-time records for any date. And those are very significant and, quite frankly, much, much rarer. And Salt Lake City, they tied theirs. They didn't break their all-time temperature record. Now, the heat wave that we've experienced this week over the southwest United States has certainly been a major one. But at this point, no all-time records have been broken. But several locations have exceeded their daily records. Now, a question you may ask is, why has it been so warm? The key reason is that there has been the development of an unusually strong ridge of high pressure aloft one of the strongest high pressures we've seen developing over the region. And high pressure regions aloft are associated with warmth. And I talked about that in the forecast part, but high pressure areas produce sinking air, they bring up warm air, they are associated with high temperatures. Now, high pressure areas aloft, and even record-breaking high pressure areas, developed naturally. One does not need global warming to produce them. And there is little evidence in the peer-reviewed literature 
that global warming is producing a trend towards stronger high-pressure areas aloft. Now, don't get me wrong. There is global warming going on, produced by mankind. Uh, and much of that warming, you know, is something that we understand. Roughly about one to two degrees Fahrenheit over the past 50 years has been warming due to human intervention, emission of CO2. So if there is a heat wave with temperatures 20 degrees above normal, 18 degrees of that warming is probably natural and perhaps two degrees due to human-induced warming. So that's really important to keep that in mind. So the heat wave, 18 degrees of the heat wave, would have happened with or without global warming. So we've just made it slightly worse. This subtlety or nuance is not being well communicated by the media, which are either implying or stating explicitly that all of the heat wave is due to human force uh, climate change. It's simply not right. You know, heat waves would occur anyway. We're making them slightly worse. Now, let me ask you an interesting question. Are the number of high temperature records increasing over time? Over the last 100 years, are we seeing a trend towards more high temperature records? What do you think? Now the shocker. The answer is no. High temperature records are not more frequent today. This is something that's been, it's documented by the Environmental Protection Agency. They have a website showing this uh, by NOAA and in a number of research papers. In fact, many of the high temperature records in the West United States occurred in the 1930s, not during recent decades where human-induced global warming has been active. This illustrates to you the dominance of natural variability in producing heat waves and the fact that global warming is still relatively modest and small compared to natural processes. Now, by the end of the century, I would expect things to change. If we continue putting CO2 in the atmosphere, the warming will increase and we will see, I believe, an increase in the number of extreme temperature records. But at this point in time, we are not seeing that kind of increase. I hope you enjoy learning about heat waves. I'll probably blog about it this coming week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.